There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good morning. Welcome back to the show about money. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, host of the show, Jack Hartle, Portfolio Manager as well, co-host of the show, Yep, it's about money, and it's January, and the bills are coming in. Um, I hope you're not running credit lines, my good friends, because if you are, you have to deal with that. Um, you know, it's a big problem. Uh, too many of us uh, spend more than we make, and we build up consumption debt, and it is such toxic stuff. Uh, I can't stress that point enough. Um, again, Jack and I, for the most part, deal with uh, the 5% of Canadians, so to speak. Um, I, I do worry an awful lot about, uh, you know, 50% of us, I shall say, who, who have a very, very shallow uh, plan in place, who uh, barely are getting by. Uh, and I think so much of it has to do with consumption and too much consumption. Uh, we have to rein it in, folks. We really, really do. Uh, because, uh, well... At some point, you're going to want to perhaps retire, slow it down, uh, or not. Um, Michael Drack is in the uh, studio. He is author of A Victory Lap. Uh, we've had him in the studio before. Uh, I was quite um, uh, intrigued uh, by his findings uh, about the concept of retirement. And as such, I had to bring him back. So, Mike, thank you very much for joining us uh, this wonderful day. Thank you, Wolfgang. It's a pleasure being back. Um, I want to start with a, a concept that, that I see over and over again and, and, and speak to clients about as they come towards retirement. A question that we always ask is, what are you going to do? Uh, and if the answer is blank, um, an awful word pops into our mind, and the word is boredom. Uh, what is your experience with retirees falling victim to boredom, and what are the outcomes of boredom? You know, it, it's a sad fact that so many people retire and they really don't have an idea of what they want to do after they've retired. Uh, I hear it so many times, oh, we're going to spend more time with the grandkids and things like that. But th- that doesn't hold water. And it's not going to occupy these, you know, 2,000 extra hours you free up from not having to go to work anymore. You have to have a good idea exactly what you want to do in retirement so you can work towards it and, you know, come up with a plan that will deliver a lot of fun to you and happiness and and do interesting things. And there's so much to do, but we find so many people walking in there without a clue and and it's going to cost them because boredom will get to you. Uh, it's It's the quick path to depression and it's hard to get out of that kind of spiral that, uh, you know, death retirement spiral if you don't have some good, fun, interesting things to look forward to. And and that's why we're trying to talk to planners and, and investment advisors and say, yeah, it's great. Have a financial plan, but make sure to have a lifestyle plan. And make sure it's well thought out and they know exactly what they want to do in retirement. So when when, when they do retire, they hit the street and, and they're already running. They know exactly what they're running to, what they're working towards, and and that's what really makes life uh, or retirement exciting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I think you know some people have a to-do list, uh, chores around the house, little projects that they have been planning forever. Uh, so that perhaps can occupy six months of their time, but then they have another eighteen or nineteen or twenty years in front of them. Well, that's the problem. When you run a to-do list, what are you going to do? And they don't know, and that's when. You know, they start feeling anxious because they don't know how to fill that time every day. 
and going to a mall and just walking around looking in the window, you know, it's not going to do it for you. So you got to have a good plan. And there's so many exciting things you can do there. But that's why we need to sit down and talk about these things and, and, and think about it and say, hey, I want to do this. Maybe I want to start a small business or maybe I want to work part-time somewhere because, you know, you know I, I think that would be fulfilling. Or maybe I want to do some charity work and work for a cause I believe in. There's so many things to do. I think the transition to retirement is a lot more difficult than people realize, a lot difficult, more difficult than people say. Because like, I've seen people that have come into our office and they say, you know what, I've worked so hard my whole life for the last 40 years. For the next year, I just want to honestly, I want to sit down on the couch and do nothing. The problem with that is they end up developing, if they don't already have these habits, they develop bad habits. And, you know, as we've discussed before in the show, Bad habits are very difficult to break. And once you get them into your retirement, you can really have detrimental effects, not only to your health, but the lifestyle. It's just very difficult to change. I, it's interesting because uh, I just did a seminar a couple of months back at a small manufacturing company. And after it, I, I had a person walk up to me. I, you know, He was in his late 60s, still working. And he told me, I'll never retire. I found that was interesting, so I said, why? And he said, because all the people, all my friends that retired before me are dead. And I said, well, it kind of shocked me. And I said, well, how could that happen? And then he talked exactly about that, about maybe they had bad habits before, but they were constrained because they had to go to work and whatnot. But when they leave work and they have their freedom, those bad ab- habits tend to take over their lives, and it, you know it just makes everything so much worse, and it, and it impacts their longevity. You listen to Hi Fire Radio on the Global News Radio Network, six forty in Toronto. Uh, welcome to the show. If you are just tuning in, uh, I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, Jack Hartle, Portfolio Manager. Uh, we have uh, Michael Drack in the studio. He is author of the Victory Lap called retirement uh the name of the game is remain active stay engaged and this is a new lease on life got to take full advantage of it um michael's going to give us some more tips as to how to successfully uh enter and sustain a wonderful retirement life stay tuned let's take a break but after wolf and jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money you're listening to hi-fi radio from global news radio 640 toronto I love that word. You know, I must say the uh, the stock market uh, feels like uh, machismo is taking place right now. It just goes up every day. And hey, if you know that song, if you were dancing to that song, if you were boogie-woogieing and shaking your booty to that song, uh, perhaps you're about to enter retirement, contemplating retirement, hard to believe. But yeah, some people want to, you know, in their mid to late 50s, say it's time to pack it in. I, I want to enjoy my time while I have my health. Uh, and as a matter of fact, um, uh, we have Michael Drack in the studio, author of Victory Lap. And I just had a conversation with a client uh, who is 53 years old, um, you know, has a little nice, nice nest egg, um, but he wants to retire in two years. Um, and I said, that's pretty young, and uh, I don't know if that's such a great idea. You know, he's not a multimillionaire. He has a nice nest egg, and if left alone, it would be a very nice nest egg. But dipping into it at 55 can be very, very risky uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, the machismo of the stock market uh, will stop, my friends. Um, it's been very, very powerful and strong, and mean reversion uh, must occur. And uh, some weak, late, ha- late longs, we like to call them, those who enter the market late, they must be hurt. That's just the way the business 
business works. Uh, but for now, it's, it's, it certainly is going in the right direction. Uh, Jack and I, of course, have peeled off a little bit of money, raised cash as a bit of a hedge, and hopefully we can be opportunistic with that money. Um, so let, let's speak about this, Michael. You're, you're, you're of the mindset basically of never retire. Um, let, let's, let's go from retiring 65 to 55. That's just a whole other level of complexity. Um, boredom 55? Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. I spent most of my life worrying about money, worrying about saving for retirement. And to retire at an early age, uh, it scares me because without an active uh, you know, source of revenue coming in, there's no leeway. And you know, you're watching your retirement assets uh, you know, uh, dwindle down too, over Too time. frequently, I know that. Oh, yeah, it's scary. And then you go, am I going to have enough? And then you start losing sleep. Am I going to run out of money? And you worry about it every night. And you don't want to retire and, and go through stuff like that. So you got to make it so it works for you and you can maintain a quality of lifestyle that you enjoy. And, you know, there's all kinds of different combinations. And that's why you need an advisor to sit down and you, you need to think it through. And it has to be detailed. You have to say, okay, what are my lifestyle costs going to be? You know, and have an accurate number. Like it's going to cost me maybe sixty thousand after tax on an annual basis to get by and be happy. Great. Let me go back to my advisor and say, "Can I do it? Do I have enough to do that? Can I maintain that? Are things going to change going forward?" And having a real good handle. And you know, it's music to your ears when your advisor can come back and say, "Hey, you can do it." And then I can say, "Okay, I can retire." But you know what? I don't want to retire. I want to do other fun things. And maybe I can find some interesting work. Maybe it will pay me some money. Maybe it won't. But it will be engaging, fulfilling. And I need that because if I don't satisfy my innate needs, the needs I was born with, I'm not going to be happy. I'm always going to think something's missing and it's always going to bother me. Why do that to yourself? The other point that I would make, Mike, is uh, we run financial plans for clients all the time. And if you're retiring at 55 years old and you're missing that last 10 years of compounding, you really don't realize how much opportunity cost that you have because you've built this great foundation with your assets. And really the last 10 years, if you're not drawing on it, if you're letting that compound for you, that's where the money can really, well, the magic uh, can start to happen where you see a double in the last 10 years, which would be quite significant, really impact your retirement and really allow you to do, like you said, have the flexibility to have that lifestyle plan that you really want. And I want to jump in there because Jack, you're making a very powerful point. It gets back down to compounding. To, to To start to see the benefits of compounding and building wealth minimum, 25 years, the ultimate fruit after 40. But the point Jack's making is powerful. Uh, let's just say you are 55 and fortunate enough to have a million dollars. I don't believe it's good enough. I mean, enough for you to sustain the risk and unknowns. I repeat, to sustain the risk and unknowns for the next 40 years. If you left that million dollars alone for another 10 years, Jack, how much do you think uh, it can grow to? Well, you would expect it to grow to maybe. $2 million, you get a nice double in there. Right. No, million. no, no guarantees no, on no, that. No, 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 but the probabilities are quite high. The probabilities are high that if you left a million bucks alone for a 10 year span, you could take it to a $2 million number. Now you can certainly uh, enjoy the fruit of that tree. How much fruit should you take off that tree, Jack? If you have a $2 million tree, how much fruit can you take off it? But the academics will say anywhere from three to four percent, which is about sixty to eighty thousand uh, dollars. Is that going to be enough money to sustain retirement, Michael? 
It depends what your lifestyle. Average Canadian are. for the people you're dealing with. I, I would say, yeah, you're pretty good. Plus, you have uh, CPP coming in and OAS. Not bad. Yeah. The, the right? other point so that it I, adds to the pot. The other point that I make there that last five years too. Basically, if you've done all your financial planning correctly throughout that period of time, hopefully your kids are done university. Hopefully your kids. Hopefully you've paid off your mortgage. And hopefully you're in your highest income tax bracket, so you actually have the earnings power to make that extra savings if you want to. We're talking about a double if you do nothing. You also have some additional cash flow that you can put to work for yourself to get invested and Big get time. that compounding work. And again, even I go back. To, I, I'm going to say it doesn't matter when you begin working or end working. What matters is as long as you are working, you must always put some money aside every single paycheck. So the wisdom I am going to really be drilling home in 2020, uh, this is my giving back to Canada, is I want to teach Canadians to teach their children about the power of compounding your money. It's a 40-year journey, my good friends. 50 perhaps if you like, but let's just say it's a 40-year journey. Starting at 15 means you will achieve massive success at age 55. If you start at 25, it takes you to 65. But as soon as you can start working, put some money aside. And I tell you, 10 years the first 10 years of money you put aside will create such enormous wealth over the 40-year span. You need to let the uh, seed germinate. You must water the plant, and it shall slowly, slowly grow. And at some point, it will withstand a hurricane. I'm talking about financial meltdowns now. There will be another financial meltdown in the next 40 years. You also need to make sure you have enough money and the right mix of assets that you will sustain the next financial meltdown that will uh, otherwise cause you to lose a lot of sleep, sleep and have a lot of stress and do the wrong thing at the wrong time. And I go back to everything we're talking about here is why you need to have great coaches on your team. But Mike, I want to get back to the next in the next uh, uh, interview uh, with you um, about the type of coaching services that are now available. So, you know, Jack and I manage money and we speak with clients and get into their emotional side of things. But what you're talking about is a different layer of consulting people about the concept of retirement. It's more about them and their personal ways and habits and lifestyles. And those discussions can, I think, go on for for some time before conclusions can occur. Uh, So let's let's drill into that a little bit right after the the break. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio, uh, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, Jack Hartle, uh, Partner and Portfolio Manager. We are here for you. Any questions? WolfgangKlein.com. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Working nine to five, what a way to make a living, really getting by. It's all taking and no getting. Yeah, we're just playing the hits here, my friends. Playing the hits. Global News Radio Network, Hi-Fi Radio, 640 in Toronto, a podcast available at the end of the show. Uh, please tell your friends about the show. It's a show for you, my good friends. Uh, you have a responsibility to yourself to build wealth uh, so that at some point you don't have to work 925. And at some point you won't work 925. It will stop. Uh, your terms, someone else's terms, either or, it will stop. Uh, and your uh, pulse will continue. So you need to build wealth. Uh, no one is going to do it for you. Uh, yes, the government has a little CPP thingy going on. It is small. It, you know, it does add up to time, but you're paying into that as well. So it's not free money. Don't ever think that otherwise. But uh, it's not enough to sustain lifestyle. You need to have uh, money of your own. Uh, during the break, we're just talking about money itself. That's what we do on this show. And it's, it's incredible because a dollar earned changes. It changes due to taxes. Uh, so if you are wealthy and have a high income, making an extra dollar 
nets you about 50 cents because half of it goes to the government. But there's a sweet part to the curve. And the sweetness of making money is that first 30, 40, even $50,000, let's say first 30,000. Uh, at $30,000, your tax rate is, I think, less than 20%. It might be 20%. And you got that personal deduction. So you're paying maybe 15% taxes as opposed to uh, an individual here in Toronto making $100,000. Uh, their average tax rate is about 35, 38%. So the, the, the point I want to make is... Um, if you're entering retirement, I encourage you to continue to do something. And if you can add to your cash flow, it's going to be very efficient money because you won't give any too much of it away to the government. Uh, work at a golf course, work at Walmart as a greeter. I could be a greeter. Uh, attention Walmart shoppers. Uh, why not? Uh, <laughs> why not? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, I, I would do it if I had to. I would. No, if it, I had it, to, it would, I would. Sure. It, it wouldn't be beneath me to do it. So, uh, so Mike, you, you talk to a lot of people entering retirement, transitioning into retirement. What are the, and you also mentioned that there's a lot of people starting their own businesses. So what are you, what types of entrepreneurial things are you seeing these 55 to 65 year olds doing as they transition into retirement? Well, what's interesting is uh, a lot of people aren't doing these things for, to make more money. What they're doing it for is because it's fun, it's pleasurable to them, it's exciting, they can try different things. So you're seeing people, you know, start new businesses, maybe create new services or create new products, and they're so proud of it, and it gives them meaning, makes them feel like they matter. And, uh, you know, it makes them feel like they're helping people, and they're so excited about it. And if you look at the feedback from it, they're rating their average happiness uh, uh, levels at an 8 out of 10. They're having so much fun doing this thing. But we have to get them through the first hurdle, and that's fear. Fear of starting your own business. Fear that you're good enough to do that. You know, fear that, yeah, I can I can create a website to sell my products. And if you can't do it, just bring in someone else that can help you do it. It's so easy once you try and you start doing these things. You look at the business and the, the fact that uh, getting started is the most important thing. It's it's so it's so interesting because it's actually the same thing in our business so getting started getting people starting on that savings plan it's one of the biggest obstacles but once they start and they can see actually the fruit that comes off the the investments that wolfgang's talking about it's amazing and when you have a job that you really don't need the money for it can be a lot of fun people really associate the job with the nine to five that we talked about at the beginning of this hit and the fact is when it's nine to five and you're forced to go and you got to pay the bills and you got to pay your mortgage, you got to pay for your kids' extracurriculars, it is a job. When it's something that you want to do and you love and oh, yeah. you're passionate about and you get to keep most of the money, it actually becomes a good lifestyle in retirement. But, oh, it, but it gets even better because we now do live in an age uh, where um, by choice or not, uh, we are becoming more and more independently um, uh, sustainable. Uh, we, well, you're, we, the, we, the kids we, are forced to. They, they are. So it's called the gig economy with the kids. We'll have yeah. a multitude of, of income streams. But that allows them to try different things on their terms uh, and, and, and juggle a few balls at the same time. So it does. I think it's going to create a stronger individual at the end as opposed to someone who's, okay, I, I, I now work for the government. Uh, I'm in for six years. In 34 I, or 28, I can retire. And they, they, they truly go in with that mindset that I've taken this government job or permanent job and I'm going to stick with it for the for the next 40. I could not go through my career that way. Okay, let, let me jump on that because I put a lot of thought into this and w- when I started working like 40 years or whatnot ago, there was kind of like an implied deal with a corporation like I'll work hard for you 
you take care of me. Right. And that means I'm going to get a pension. I'm going to be able to buy a house. I'm going to, you know, be able to put the kids through school and whatnot. It was predictable life. But it's changed, and it scares me for my kids because there's no guarantees now. You're just a number working there. If they can make a business case it makes sense to get rid of you, you're gone. There's no guarantees. There's no safety, and that's why people are having a hard, a hard time now. There's so much stress out there. And now they're trying to find out ways, oh, how can I make more, life more predictable? Well, yeah, you start your own business. And you control your future. Te- technology has really allowed us to do that too. You talk about a Shopify oh, yeah. or the internet. There's very low startup costs to try a business. And if there's low startup costs, there's low barriers to entry. And if That's it doesn't right. work, you don't really lose that much dough. And if it does work for you, like you can make twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year, you get to keep it. And in retirement, that's very significant savings. Now, I'm gonna, but I'm going to go back to now, again, working so we can generate some income. The magic to it all is to have your money working for you. Oh, so friends at home, sure. I go once again, if you can teach your children, and as I know this is going to be challenging for you, teach your children at age 15, 16, as soon as they get that first part-time job, to begin saving and investing, buying some plain vanilla bank-owned mutual funds that are stock-based, equity-based. I don't care which bank you bank with, they all have, offer plain vanilla mutual funds. They will work. If your child invests at age 15, 16, and continues to do so, at age 30, they will have a good amount of money. That will give them a little breathing room and freedom to do some things that other 30-year-olds perhaps want. That little plan that I'm working on with my child, their account is now at 22500 uh, Beautiful. It, it, it's unbelievable. But so, you're creating so, good habits, you see, and that's so important. Yeah, but that's what it's all about, is about creating good habits. Uh, and that's what Jack and I want to do for each and every one of you at home. We want to help you create better habits as you are working and as you are entering retirement uh, from cradle to grave. Jack and I are here for you. Uh, Michael, I can't thank you enough for joining us in the studio. The book is called Victory Lap uh, Retirement. Uh, you are about to release another book, correct? It'll be out this fall. It's going to be the title? To it. title it's of it. uh, Retirement, Heaven or Hell. Which one would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll have to key up some Highway to Hell uh, coming out of the break. Oh, here. yeah, I'll come back and we'll play that song. Yeah. Well, we do actually one of our listeners coming on the show. Uh, his name is Frank Caruso, um, and he is well into retirement, but he continues to work. Uh, he works nocturnal hours as he is a film producer, and I'm very delighted to have one of you join Jack and I right here on Hi-Fi Radio. Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. You stay tuned. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I did it my way. Welcome back to the show. Frankie, thanks for joining us. Uh, I meant Frank um, Sinatra. But we also got Frank. <laughs> Thank you. Frank, meet Frank. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, friends, one of you has joined us here in the studio. Yes, uh, a uh, longtime listener of Hi-Fi Radio, um, Frank Caruso. Uh, pleasure to have you in the studio. Uh, it's a delight that you contacted Jack and I um, as the show airs early in the morning, as you all know. But the early bird gets the worm, or uh, I guess the uh, the overnight porter, sh- uh, porter shift <laughs> uh, tunes into us. Um, Frank Caruso is a film producer, um, which is in itself very, very cool and very exciting to me. Uh, Frank Caruso is also... Um, Entering, well, he's, he's in his 70s, uh, and he continues to have ikiga 
purpose in life. Uh, everything that we were speaking about with uh, Mike Drack in our last uh, bit, uh, Frank has entered retirement by saying, I don't want to retire. I love what I do. Uh, Frank, I'm tipping my hat to you. Um, thank you. Uh, I really, really am. So thank you for joining us on uh, Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, Off Air was asking you if you have been producing films your entire career. Uh, please answer the question. Uh, my first film actually was in 1990. I directed, wrote, directed, and produced my first feature film in 1990. What was it called? It was called No Angel, which um, I had no idea what I was doing. It was my very first effort. I didn't go to film school. Uh, I only had worked on one independent film prior to that. So I blindly plunged in, which was what I used to do back then. Whenever I had an idea, I just did it. Well, <laughs> we talked about that, buddy. Jack, you got to get started. No matter what it is, you have to get started. It's incredible what you come across when you get started. So th- that's a cool story. But so well, what, what, what was your career? What was your vocation? Um, well, I, um, I had a theater company for many years. But uh, in order to make a living for my family, I also owned a small chain of restaurants. So... But um, my real love was entertainment. I started uh, very young. I played accordion, got to grade eight accordion. When I got to high school, I was shocked to find out that nobody wanted an accordion player. Oh, the, if, if you went back bands. to Italy, you'd be okay with it. But here in North America, uh, no. guitar. Italy, I could have been a star. But yeah, when I said I played accordion, they just laughed or scoffed. So I, I sold my guitar for a... So your accordion? I'm sorry, I sold my accordion and bought a beat-up guitar. That a boy. And uh, I started uh, started a band, you know, the whole... You bought a beat-up six-string, eh? Uh, yeah. What did you buy? What kind of guitar was it? Uh, it was a, a handmade, homemade guitar. It was a piece of junk, I found out later. It didn't keep tune, obviously. It kept nothing. It. it uh, I didn't realize how bad the guitar was until I picked up a good guitar and I went, whoa, I sound pretty good. You know, again, I, I want to step in here for a second. I, I'm not a big consumer. I don't like consuming stuff. Um... But if you're going to buy stuff, and you can buy it wisely, all the better. I picked myself up a used Fender 77 Strat uh, about 20 years ago for 700 bucks, And I took it to Long McQuaid for a tune-up recently. And he says, nice guitar you have. Well, it's worth about 2000 so I actually oh. bought something that went up in value. That's what I do for a living. I buy stocks. Yeah, I love buying. St- I love stocks. Yes. I adore stocks. I love gold. Well, that's, that's, that's why I like you. <laughs> <laughs> but that type of stuff, because that goes up in value. Every Most other things go down in value, but some collectibles are neat. And uh, yeah, guitars you can certainly have some yeah. fun with. So you're in theater, you own a chain of restaurants. Uh, what did you study in school? Well, actually, I right out of high school, I got into business. I, I was just anxious. I was one of the kind of guys I'd sleep through most classes. Um, Apparently, I had a. My teachers told me I had a IQ, but I had a bad attitude. And I said, "Well, I, I don't have a bad attitude. I'm just bored." That's <laughs> so funny. It, it's funny because there's, there's so many entrepreneurs uh, out there like that, and you hear of a lot of people that are brilliant in business, but not in academics. And it's you know you can see that uh, with what you've done, but you know whether it's music, whether it's a restaurateur, or whether it's in film, you go out and take risks. A lot of the time, when you try something new and you fail. Uh, or when you try something new, you do fail, but then you, you get back on the horse and try something different, and then it oh, works yeah. for you, and you end up enjoying it. And that's really what Mike Drack was talking about in retirement, getting out there doing it. No one wants to try something new because of the, the fear of, a lot of the times it is failure, but if you can try it, fail, learn, you can you know be a lot happier in retirement, I think. We well, have uh, Frank Caruso in studio. Frank is one of you, my good friends. He's a listener of Hi-Fi Radio, works nocturnal hours, and is such a, and, and really enjoys engaging talk radio, which is why he's a listener of us. So as he's producing films, he's being advised by Jack and I, which is actually very flattering um, for the two of us. But you have a big smile on your face, and the, 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 that is the way to be retired. Your terms, doing it your way. 
you guys are keeping me alive, so I'm happy, you know. No, oh, you're very flattered. You're very nice. Um, I, I just have to speak to. I thought it was your daughter when when, when she walked in oh, here, but stop. Uh, but but yeah, you have your uh, fiance, yeah. um, Angela Johnson, has joined us as well. And uh, Angela, again, life is interesting when I come across interesting people who do interesting things. Uh, you've seen the world. I have. And through your career, how do you see the world through your career? Well, you travel cruise ships, which is what I did. So I, I sang and I played the piano on cruise ships for Carnival, Disney, and Holland America. And did you let Frank play the accordion beside your uh, <laughs> beside your pearl? <laughs> uh, interestingly, we met uh, through social media on Facebook. Wow! Yeah. Yes, I I watched one of her videos. She was playing the piano at supersonic speed, and I was so impressed. I sent her a message. We didn't know each other at all. I sent her a message, except you know, on Facebook, and that's how we connected. Isn't and, it? And then so, she sent me her music. But know. again, so Jack, the, the two of these individuals, uh, Angela and Frank, they mm-hmm. are content producers. They produce content. They are creators. And, and, and when you're a creator, because I like to create myself. I'm creating a radio show right here. And I, mm-hmm. on the weekend, I create food because I go to cooking class. I love to create. Um, and when you create, you don't want to stop doing that, do you? No, never. No, I think you live for it. When you're in the arts, that's what you do. You don't really fully retire from it either, do you? I hope not. Not if you're good, not if you're enjoying yourself. Uh, you're listening to Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, we're here to help you with money. We're here to help you with lifestyle, choices, opportunity. Uh, you know, it's funny. When you do what you love, you, know, you, are, you so often are getting this byproduct called some cash flow. And, well, that keeps a smile on your face. Frank Crusoe, listener of the show, one of you, is joining us here in the studio. Um, he's creating content and is on the net. Uh, he's going to tell us which films he has produced and how we can view such films right after this. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yeah. I like it. I really do. Uh, 1977, eh? Uh, Frank Russo's in studio. Uh, Frank is 72 years of age, and he continues to have purpose in life because he likes to create content. Uh, were you uh, shaking your booty to that track uh, back in the day? I love it. it was great, isn't it? I can't dance, but I love it. But you, you, but you could perform. I know you could. Yeah, but your, I can't. Your way. <laughs> I, I wrote, directed, produced, acted, and I never danced. I, I went to one dance class, and I was humiliated, and I never went back. Yeah, you know, being a rock star and being a, being a, a, a singer uh, today, I think, is challenging because they are expected to be able to perform additional t- uh, the talents that they may or may not have. Um, moves like Jagger, that's me. <laughs> yeah, um, Frank Caruso's in studio, producer of film, um, very youthful approach to life, and I think Frank's going to live a long time. And as such, well, he's hired Jack and I to help him uh, with uh, the money side of things, if I may. And uh, yeah, longevity is risk, um, but when you're able to continue to uh, create, and you obviously do get paid for your work, a little bit of cash flow comes in from, from your work. Oh yeah, I mean, I, you know, whenever I do a movie, I make sure I I put myself in the budget and if if I can't do it all for writing, directing, producing, I pick one to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get paid for producing because my films are, you know, in, independent films and we don't have the hundred million dollar budgets to play with and so uh, I have to be very careful 
Yeah, no, well, f- film's a big part of Canada. We all know that. Of course, TIFF takes place each and every year in this uh, wonderful city of ours. Um, uh, we had Martin Martin Katz on the, on the air with us a few weeks ago. He mm-hmm. is the current producer of Ice Road Truckers, mm-hmm. also worked on Hotel Rwanda right here in Toronto. Uh, so we're Hollywood North, uh, but the indie scene, music, film, it's tough. Uh, starving artists, it's difficult being indie. That said, you got some material that's available on Prime. Please share with the audience um, uh, which mm-hmm. films you have produced that's available on Prime. I, I'm starting to binge watch right now. Sure. Well, I have three feature films on Prime, and one's an art film based on a stage play. Um, it's, it's called Final Dance. It's a really nice family film. And you said you couldn't dance? Uh, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> trust me, I can't. Um, and the other one's called Risk Factor Action Adventure, and uh, the one that's doing the best right now is called Club Utopia. It's a crazy, zany comedy, and it's doing quite well. So those three, and uh, my other ones were on, like my first feature film was on, uh, it sold to 24 countries, it was on Super Channel, it was on City TV for a long time. You remember the great late movies, Friday night movies on City TV? Way back in the 70s? Yeah. Baby baby Blue? Yeah, no, well... There was nothing blue about my movie, but um, <laughs> so so Frank, how do you how would you say the industry has changed? Because you talk about uh, late great movies, and now you're getting picked up on on Prime. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously a different way to get the uh, the same content to to the viewership. Mm-hmm. What's the process now, and how did you get your your films on Prime? Because that's huge. That is huge. Yeah. Well, I have a distributor uh, who um, called me in a number of years back, and he liked what I was doing, and he picked up my those three movies, and he's the one who who got them on. I mean. It, from what I understand, it's a lot easier to get your movies on Prime or Netflix if you if you go through a, a proper C- distributor. Yeah. Yes, and, and is it like a royalty type model, or is it uh, basically you have it on for a period of time and then they pay you uh, yeah, a, a fee based on that? No, it's based based on pay per view. I mean, I get paid by the number of people who actually watch it. Oh. it so it's a little tricky because I mean, if you. Uh, if you have stars, paid for clicks, eh? That's what yeah. it's like, paid for clicks. And is there a period of time that they've committed to have it on on the uh, the Prime Network? Um, I don't know what I don't know what the window is. I mean, they've been on now for for a while, and they're still there, so I'm happy. You know, sometimes they rotate, they rotate, and but mine are still they're still up there. What's what's the largest production budget that you've worked with, Frank? Just a just a little over a million. I was the was the biggest. It's um, and, and how long how long was the feature? Uh, full ninety, almost a hundred minutes for with for a million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's great. When I was speaking with Martin Katz shooting Ice Road Truckers, he said we don't produce accidents; we wait for them to occur. So he, they're constantly shooting film, and so to produce a um, forty-minute episode, I think they shoot about five hundred hours of film, and the budget per episode is about five hundred thousand uh, dollars. Yeah. I just a funny story. I. Uh, my first feature film, I went in to bring my negative in. You know, we, then we were shooting on 35-millimeter film, and I brought my negative in. And uh, the negative cutter said, where's the rest of it? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He said, where's the rest of it? I said, well, that's all I have. And he says, you told me you did a feature. I said, yeah. He says, come here. I want to show you something. And he showed me this huge stack of uh, boxes, all negative in it. He says, that's a commercial. Twice, twice as high as mine you know we have a shooting ratio my shooting ratio was you know very small because that's all I could afford but the the movie aired on A&E and I must wow. have done something right you know, so. but that's to say you're, you're up against the 30 second budget from, from, from a corporation uh, that will outproduce any indie anytime it's, it's deep, crazy deep it's unbelievable yeah, yeah, the money the money they spend I mean look at the average uh, the average uh, action film now is what 200 million dollars 
Correct. Yeah. That 200 million bucks. 200 million. It's large. But you look at the film industry now and you look at the fact that uh, you do have technology changing the way things are done and you have a GoPro and that's what they use for the ice road trucker. So back in the day, uh, being able to film that amount of it's just not available but, no, no, but, but when you have GoPros it allows the independence the opportunity as long as they have a good concept and create some good content then they can actually compete with some of these major labels and at least you know get their product on Prime you listen to Hi-Fi Radio it's a global news radio network 640 in Toronto it's a show about money that Jack and I put together each and every week right here for you uh, we want you to be financially sound so you can sleep well at night wake up with a smile on your face and know that uh, everything has been looked after then you can maybe help out your neighbor who needs a little help yes giving back it's so important it's all part of the responsibility of having some dough uh, so may you have more dough stay tuned and uh, we will help you achieve that objective right after this Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. I love that movie. Um, Did you catch Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live? No, I missed it. Oh, it was so good. It was so, so funny. Um... I'm always impressed uh, some of the career lengths of various actors. Uh, no different than the music business. You get the one-hit wonders, and then you get those who have true careers spanning decades. Uh, and we all tip our hats to those legends. They are legends. You're a legend to me, Frank. Um, oh, 72 years old, you're producing film. As I repeat, 72 years old, and you're producing film uh, as an independent producer. That, that is challenging. Um, your, your, your bride-to-be, Angela, of course, is, is uh, creating live content on cruise ships, singing, playing piano. Um, where do the, do the two of you find some time for just, you know, holding hands and, uh, you know? Well, we, we live together, so. <laughs> and uh, her studio set up in the house, and, and my, um, I, I do a lot of writing, and I also do photography, and I, we just set everything up in the house, and so we're always together, so we find time. But, Angela, you're not traveling uh, on ships playing, playing the keys? You know what? Right now I'm recording. I have albums as well, and I have a stage name. So my name's Angela Johnson, but my stage name is Angelica, and I have five albums under my name. So I'm creating. Are they all indies? They're all indies. So you produce them. You pay I for the production. Everything. You yeah. hired the sound engineer. And I also did some of the engineering myself too, some mixing and mastering. My background is in the studio. It was in a studio in Edmonton called Damon Soundtrack Studios for about four and a half years. In the 90s. How are you selling your quote-unquote records today? Streaming or or digital download? How's that working for you? Well, uh, less than 25% of the market is actually downloading. So everything is streaming now. Or you're working it with your merchandise and you're attaching in bundles an album with merch. So if you get a, a concert, any private gig, you're going to sell CDs live and that's where you're really going to sell a cd the side, rest will be side streaming. stage a eh? side oh, stage yeah. nothing's changed no it you have to be an entrepreneur now when you're a musician you better learn business you better do social media marketing and just be everywhere you know so, <laughs> so the- i want the two of you please because um, um angelica obviously you're still a very very young lady but frank you're, you're seasoned seasoned mm-hmm. in, in, in life uh and i'm very very impressed by you uh what advice would you give to those who want to get into the entertainment industry today um, learn the business. Um, there's two parts to it. And I, I hear so many people saying, I love the art, I hate the business. Um, and you have to do both. 
uh, it's good to be artistic, but if you don't understand the business, this is why you hear so many uh, actors, performers in general getting ripped off by their managers or getting ripped off by distributors because they just defer everything over to them. And that's not a good idea. The, I know, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. I remember um, Pearl Jam's record. Was it called 10 or 1? 10. With 10. Yeah. Um, the label spent so much money uh, on marketing, uh, promo, that the band made virtually nothing off that record. And that record sold millions upon millions of copies. So uh, it, it affected Eddie Vedder, and, and he's not the only artist to be affected by exactly what you're talking about. But again, in your situation, you both control your own destiny. Now, Angela, you are a performer, live performer, so you're still. On, oh yes. Uh, what's that business like today? Well, and, and I say that because I'm like <laughs> I said look, I say because I'm going to Japan, okay. and in Japan they have a uh, a restaurant. I showed Jack the uh, the video for it. It's, it's all robots. Robots mm-hmm. serve my food. Robots. So you know, with Muzak from Muzak to streaming, um, how do you stay relevant? Actually, you have to engage with people. Because even though we are all walking around with a device, we're all streaming, we still want to have live music. So you need to meet people, you need to engage with them, and you need to give them a reason to hire you. Sometimes a venue may not even have entertainment, but you can bring it in. So you're not only looking for places where where you will see that there's a piano or a place to actually perform or maybe uh, get involved in any of the festivals, but literally cold call someone and say, hey, you know, I'd like to come in and perform there and contact a manager of a hotel who might not be bringing in entertainment and make a deal with them and see if you can get in there. So there's, it's, you don't want to just go to places where you think this is the only place I can be. You've got to create work. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I once met a, I wouldn't call them a stage musician, but a, uh, a musician who did various sessions and they're about to do a, uh, I think three month stay in the United Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to be paid very, very well to do that, but they had to work really odd shifts, be hoteled up, walk away from their family for for a pretty wide window. Difficult lifestyle, uh, depending on where you are in your own personal life, isn't it? Well, that I did that where uh, I didn't go there, but I left the country to make a living, and so I I booked through an agent and I did cruise ships. I was gone eighteen months, sixteen, fourteen, and I found I was making a better living than being here. The trade off is that you're you're really losing your contacts. So if you want to be here, uh, you you have to somehow either create a house gig, do things online, do videos, uh, do some podcasts, create an audience around you, and try and get work out of that. Brilliant. Well, I, I think it's delighted that, uh, you know, Frank of 72, that you you, you found a beautiful uh, bride to be uh, on social media. I think that's very, very cool. Uh, I guess you ever want to do the speed dating it, it thing, was eh? It was not a dating site. You ever try, no, speed, no. You ever, you ever try, you ever try speed dating? No, I no? never would. And you know stock is actually ripping? Ripping the Jack and I don't have his match. Dot com. Uh, oh my, that stock is just on fire. Uh, so we all want to be connected uh, with one another. That's all part of retirement. Um, our last guest, uh, Michael, um, the uh, Victory Lap, uh, was speaking about you know just staying engaged. He didn't touch on enough. I think the most important thing about being engaged is with people. We are social beings. Uh, no different than the puppy I have at home. He follows me around like a little child, uh, especially when I come home. He jumps on me. That's what dog. We're like dogs. I think. I don't know. Well. We love one another. Um, Frank Cruz is a real pleasure. Uh, folks uh, at home, uh, go, go on to uh, Prime, um, The Final Dance, Risk Factor, or Club Utopia. And that's going to be the first one I'm going to look for, Club Utopia. And I'm going to say, I know the producer, um, <laughs> Angela Johnston, a- Johnson, a.k.a. Angelica. Um, a real treasure, a treasure. Pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you so much. Uh, when are the two of you getting married? 
Uh, I'm waiting for her. He's waiting for a date from me. <laughs> uh, being the money guy and asked, do you have a wedding budget in mind? No. I you know what we're going to do? We're going to get married in a church, and then we're going to have a big party, and everyone's going to come, and we're going to take off to Italy. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, One, we're, we're, we are coming back. Ciao, yeah, ciao, back. ciao bella. <laughs> ciao bella. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Ciao bella. Right? Well, well, thanks for having us. It's, it's a real pleasure. Uh, I Thank wanna, you. I, I want to wish you all a great weekend. Um, my good friends, manage your spending. Control yourself. Don't go to the mall. Stay at home. Cook some food. Do it yourself. Put that money aside and begin to have it work for you. If you have any questions, WolfgangKlein.com. Jack and I are here for you. We will respond to you as we did with Frank. Frank called us up and we're developing a wonderful relationship with a very cool film producer. Uh, you have yourself a great weekend and may you have ikiga. Listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio for the love of money. We'll see you next week.